0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Masters of Sport Podcast. I'm here with my co-author of the Sports Performance Bible, hey. Earl Kunkel. Hello. And I believe that the Sports Performance Bible will be out by this it point. Should be. So at least electronically. Head over to, <laughs> at least electronically. Head over to GarageShank.com and you can pick that up, Earl.
1: So this is a a weird story. So, over, like, around before the Christmas break, holiday break, winter break season, we went, my family, like, the kids, my wife, we went and saw the newest Spider-Man movie. Because, like, it's something we do. We, like, go to the theater, sit in there. Yeah. We're, every single one of us is vaccinated in the family. Like, it's choice Oh, you're name. one of
0: those people? Yeah, we
1: are. <laughs> <laughs> we are. The kids asked. To do it like okay. we weren't like oh you're going to do it they were like hey like, yeah whatever you know, i just I just want to make... my oldest daughter's pretty old too anyway um your oldest daughter's like thirty she's nowhere near that old <laughs> but
0: anyway well, you're thirty Are you I thought you had when you were like 40. nine years old I was 19 oh. so I wasn't oh, I was that 19. much of a I wasn't
1: that much of a Mac at nine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man imagine being a nine year old who's hitting
0: puberty at nine.
1: I don't know. That, that, something in that milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, go back to your coughing story.
1: Oh, I didn't even get to the the, yeah. the coughing yet.
0: Oh, shit. So we go see Spider-Man. Yeah.
1: I enjoyed it. I don't know.
0: Decent movie.
1: It It's spectacle. It's fun. Yeah. I like going to those movies and looking at my kids as they're watching. Yeah, the yeah, I could see it. how it. Yeah. Like, what goes on with that. Anyway, we're like, sitting here.
0: Like, screaming, like, oh, my
1: gosh. We're, like, set. You know, it like, curves up. Like, it starts slanting up like stadium amphitheater seating. We're in, like, the second row. And we start noticing every time the music swells, you just hear. <coughs> and, like, you're in a pretty yeah, you're public not, space. Like, yeah. it's not like you're at home or whatever. Right. And it's, like, and you start noticing it every time. And it's, like, happening again. Like, because one time maybe it was, like, popcorn or something. Yeah, or yeah. like, you know. Yeah, especially
0: popcorn. It's, that's normal. But
1: it keeps happening. Shit.
0: So so this dude's got COVID and he's I mean, going out and I don't know
1: if he has COVID. He definitely had a cold. And I look back and it's basically like your typical like neck beard, like South Park episode. Easy on the neck beards. Whatever. I have one too. <laughs> but like sit in there. You ever see that South Park episode when they're playing the World of Warcraft game and they all get like. Every single one of them, like, Stan and Kyle, they all get, like, super big, like, <laughs> pimples. And they're just sitting there, like, slurping on... Them. Like, I look back, and, like, it's that character. <laughs> like, that's who it is. Like, just superficial, like, look. Nothing more, like... I'm not saying anything about this person, like, who yeah. they are. This is just what I see. And this is where my mind goes. Yeah. Like, to pop culture reference. Yeah. And... That's I, fair. I, I look. My wife has put her mask on again. Like, because... Yeah. You sit there like you're sort of isolated. How far know. away
0: were they? Really? Two, two rows. Row right behind us. Oh shit! So, dude, my dad used to yell at people in the movie theater if they were talking <laughs> behind us. Oh, he was that dude. He'd be like. Yo, you need to show up cuz we're trying to watch if <laughs> yeah. he was in that situation and my dad's not like a crazy covid person. Yeah. He would still be like, "Really? Yeah. You go out when you have a cough right now in these times? You yeah. think that's a good idea?"
1: No. Nah, I don't got that much of a boom in me. <laughs> <laughs> should have said something cuz my wife is like stare would do one of these like you know when they turn their head and like stare daggers like <laughs> So everyone's like putting their mask on. How many people are in the... Is
0: it like a packed house?
1: It's not as packed, but it's definitely full.
0: Yeah, like you couldn't move.
1: You couldn't move, but like... That's also whole, awkward. Yeah, it's just... It wasn't... It wasn't sold out. Yeah. Like, we waited like a week. We were, I'm like, I'm not going open. tonight. like, yeah. the heck on this? Yeah. And we went on like a Sunday night, maybe even like a Wednesday, like something weird, like yeah. an off day with it. So we all have our masks on through this whole movie... Dude, you know how many people
0: are going to judge you for that? That's all right. Whatever. On the podcast, they'll be like, "Yo, you really think masks work?"
1: Well, I didn't get COVID (laughs) with my mask on from that situation. Okay. Like, whatever. I I don't know if they work or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I do know though. I haven't got a common cold this year from wearing a mask to
0: work. Caitlin pointed (laughs) that out. She's like, "Now that we're not wearing masks, really, uh, we're not." The kids. Have gotten sick more frequently yeah and she sort of said she's like i it has to be with the fact that they're taking their masks off more yeah. i mean I there's d- a reason why doctors have always like my dentist dude my dentist is a hardcore conservative and he's like these people want to argue we wear n95s when you're in surgery so you're telling me that they that they like Surgeons should not be wearing masks because they don't work. Like, get out of here with this logic. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's the whole political discussion. Let's talk yeah. about sports.
1: Well, that was the big thing. <laughs> Guy Coffin in a movie theater couldn't stay home because he had to go see Spider Man so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Why are you doing that? He couldn't stay home. We don't even get to talk about I the weather wait. stretching like a parabola. Yeah. coming Yeah. <laughs> That was the whole. That's where I wanted to get through. Yeah, quite a actually, bit. that's
0: true. You you did want to take it to... shooting
1: the webbing, parabola coming down, gravity. You know the that, big yeah. gravity, the biggest nemesis of weightlifters around the world. <laughs> Anyone
0: trying to and, jump
1: high and webs, yeah, and, yeah. All right, yeah. Let's talk about sports performance. <laughs> let's talk about athlete typing. Okay, what would you type a guy who shows up coughing Two. A two? Yeah. Right away? Definitely a
0: two. All right. Twos are always, not always, but typically they're going to be individuals who... Dude, self-absorbed? Like they...
1: How they, do they demonstrate they're self-absorbed? Like what's, some, like what's a behavior you'll see a two do?
0: They tell you everything that has happened to them in the last 48 hours and how it's had a negative impact on them and and then proceed to act as though they're the only human beings in the entire world. So it's like, hey, I don't know if I can do this. X, Y, Z happened to me, my life, wah, wah, wah. Um, But did you hear about those snowflakes? You know, that's like the, it's like, it's like constant judgment, constant complaining, constant excuses that like you. For Leads, those of, Leads for, to this dude.
1: For those of you that don't know, I have this theory that Dane is a type I 2. I hate you. And Dane believes he's a type 3.
0: I'm not a type 2.
1: Do you complain? <laughs> How often do you
0: talk about... Have you ever... What about I the self absorbed I don't... Well, that's ego. That's, that's different. Did, did. There's, there's <laughs> egotistical, which is me... <laughs> And self-absorption over here. There's, there's slightly different.
1: <laughs> you're, you're walking a thin line there.
0: I walked that, yeah, okay, I walked that thin line.
1: All right, so we have this type 2, who in parabolic periodization we labeled fragile. We, we gave them what many people feel is kind of a negative connotation of yeah, a name. Yeah, so
0: we canceled it.
1: Yeah. It we, got canceled. Yeah, we're not so much about that.
0: Now it's just type 2.
1: Type 2? Yeah. What about social? Because they do like
0: to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, that I actually think that term is fair. I think it, dude, it's probably actually the best because going along the lines of the social thought is that every single session has to be a full blown conversation, has to be a full blown discussion of how they're going to approach their training session, has to be a discussion on where they're going to be in three or four months. Has to be like a, an affirmation of their of their confidence. Like, hey, I did this. I'm confident, and it's like they need that social the social aspect for sure. I like
1: the idea of social affirmation. Like, yeah, um, that's a good thing. We can work with that. Maybe maybe uh, manifest. I,
0: I really like. Well, I didn't. We need to talk about this, but I like the term chaos coordination.
1: Oh, from. Yeah. Open sports. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was a good one. No, that one. was a good one, too.
0: Yeah, we got to write that down.
1: I'm sorry I didn't compliment you then. <laughs> see? Type 2. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, we type 2 is where we're at, where we started. And we said about all the negatives, did a little rebranding with how we want to refer to them, how we want to think of them. Because type 2 athletes are successful athletes, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there, there's... There's not a reason type one or type three is more success like type two is it just, just says, if not more at times.
0: They're slightly more unpredictable, but they can be yeah. very, very successful.
1: So let's talk we talked about negatives with type two. What are some of the positives? Like what are the like takeaways where you're like, let's celebrate this, let's recognize this.
0: I mean, first I'd say when they're grooving they're on. Like I actually think that. That they can have the the greatest increase in performance out of any of the athletes. So they hit like flow states. Yeah, and they can just rock like bomb, bomb, like just going full steam ahead. Become almost untouchable. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think and I, yeah, exactly. And now I think one of the downfalls is that that can in turn then lead to greater drop off. Okay. Because they don't handle it well, but they can. The positive is that when they get into a groove, they can be phenomenal. I also think, I I, I think they do. They still train hard. Dude, they they train extremely hard. It's just their means of of handling stress. Uh, And typically, too, I think there's some. There can be some like deep rooted. Issues that they that they're they're handling at some point. That, when you say that,
1: deep rooted issues, you're referring to like there may be some trauma in the yeah, past. Type yeah, yeah, I think
0: there's definitely some type of trauma. Okay, social, not in all of them, but in, yeah. in a, a majority of the ones that we have handled, they are abused in some way, shape, or form. Like a social
1: emotional. Yeah, thing and it, and it
0: not even I'm not even saying like parental abuse. it's like societal abuse in in some okay sense. Uh-huh.
1: You yeah, know, like trauma you're made fun in.
0: of, yeah, you're, you're, you're... In different forms. Yeah, a whole bunch of different stuff. So I think, I mean, and every kid is made fun of and stuff like that, but I think more so to a, a greater degree. So I think that that's... I think that the, the, the positive is, is their, their work ethic, um, their ability to, you know, again, just consistently show up. And when they do get into the groove, they, they, they roll.
1: Now, too, I've seen, too, because of the social aspect of them... They can be a real big, like, team type of people sometimes. Yeah. Like, yes. they can really build the team up. Yeah. Like, you know, get everyone involved the, type yeah. of thing. Like, yeah,
0: I think that actually is a really good way to put it, is getting everybody involved. They're not, they're, I wouldn't necessarily say they're the hype man, because typically a type three would be more of, like, the crazy hype man. Right. But they're going to be the the ones that are, like... Hey, you can do this. You know, like they're like rooting on the other ones because they don't necessarily believe that they can do it. They want to get other people to do it in a team setting. Like okay. like yeah, you can do this. So that it takes a little pressure so off of them. So in one
1: way, where their self doubt may negatively impact them as an individual, it'll positively impact. They it. reflect what they want people to do to them out into their team. Yes, it, yeah. They bring up. Other they people. bring everybody
0: up because everybody communicates a little bit more positively.
1: Nice. Um, all right. Before we go to what you think you are, type three, let's talk about your favorite type of athlete because they just do what they're told a lot of times. Your yeah. type one. Yeah. Your Zens.
0: Yeah, Zen athlete, yeah. Uh,
1: you, you love type
0: one. I think the reason as a coach. I as a coach, I think it I think it's it goes along the lines of the whole journey. It's like if you can get the whole reason that we coach is because we want to develop these, you know, these long stories, long journeys, long adventures that you can participate with someone else and you can be a part of that transformation from the beginning of their training all the way until they're hopefully a professional athlete. And I think that when you have a type one type, a type one athlete, they are much more inclined to just do what you want them to do to the absolute best of their ability. They will do exactly what you ask and if you have your expectations set as a coach, they will execute to your expectations in every single rep, every single set, every single week, every single month, every single year. And then over that time frame, over this long journey that you're having as in your coach-athlete relationship, there's drastically less uh, amount of friction with a type 1 athlete that you would otherwise be having with a 2 or a 3. OK, so the reason being is like they might come up and say, hey, what should I do? I, You know, we had this scenario before today's podcast yeah. and you brought it up. <clears throat> what should I do? Dumbbell bench, five sets of nine. And I could tell the athlete the exact weight and I know he'll go do the exact weight. I could tell the type two athlete the exact weight and they might detract five pounds because they just don't feel the best. So the type one causes less stress less headaches they execute exactly the way they they want and now puts more pressure on the coach but the the pressure should be on the coach i think more so
1: okay so they they sort of feed into your mindset of like me as the coach i want more and they give you more then yeah they also respond back by doing what they're asked doing what they're told they're they're easy to work with
0: yeah yeah and that's where i think in a business setting i think everybody needs like uh like that number two, so I have my Jean-Luc Picard here. Number two would be Riker. Like, Riker was probably a Zen. Picard's probably, like, more so a number three, type three. <laughs> um, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but it, the, the the type one, I typically don't think, in most cases, they're not going to be like the they're going to be the really, really outstanding employee that everybody can lean on, but they're yeah. never going to be like that super visionary type guy. I gotcha. So
1: am I hearing some negatives you see from ones as Well, athlete? yeah, because
0: you made me try to think of that.
1: Well, you can't – there's no
0: – I don't know. I would say the <laughs> negative aspect is that they work so – they're so diligent and they're so well – they're so focused and they're so – they execute in such a well-prescribed manner that it's like – there's some times where it's like, come on, like give me a little bit of feedback here. Do they? A, a good example is Haley with the, with the velocity, the bar coach. Right. Dude, so actually this happened tonight. This is this is hysterical. So she's she's like, so can you just explain this to me a little bit? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll explain it to you. When we're doing these snatch pulls, like when you hit your max snatch, we're trying to figure out what that speed is. So we want your snatch pulls to be a little bit heavier and a little bit faster. So that we can get to that point where we know you can execute that wait and snatch it. So she like she's like letting it sink in. Doesn't she never says anything right away. And I think that's the other example with type ones will let something sink in for like five minutes. They don't offer any thought back. They they're just like computing what just happened.
1: I feel like they're almost the opposite of what society asks of people.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Instead of like instantaneous gratification feedback. They're like, eh.
0: Let me think about Patience. it. Patience. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually have, we just got a new type one within like the last three to four months that I just figured this out around this dude because I was going back and forth. And I'm like, dude, he's a type one because of the way he handles questions. He doesn't answer them right away. He thinks about them for 10 minutes and then he'll, he'll come back. But the the thing with Haley, was like she she didn't say anything. And she comes back after like two or three sets and she's like, so that last set, it was 1.47, 1.44, 1.40. So that means it's getting slower each rep, and I want it to stay above this. And she, like, walked through the whole thing, and I was like, yeah. She's like, okay. And then, like, that's where, and then just walks, like, just literally just turns and walks away. She, like, had to experience the situation, interpret it, think about it multiple sets yeah. Then just get a little bit of confirmation that that she was thinking about it the right way, and then she was on with like, okay, now in the future I'm going to be able to do this. So
1: what I hear by needing the confirmation, there's almost a lack of autonomy.
0: Yeah, yeah, to a point because they need because they're so well they're so good at taking um, guidance that when there's a new thing like in our case the bar coach in their training she wants it she wants to execute it the way I want her to execute it, but she because it's new it's it's a struggle, but now that she has had that conversation, now it's into her normalcy, and now she can get back closer to autonomy okay whereas like Dude, there's some other meatheads that's like, ah, oh, I don't want to put this thing on. Are you, st- this is stupid. And it's These like, are type threes. Now, <laughs> yeah. Right? Why do we have to do this? Why is Dwight staying into this? Oh, he's going to be into this for like a month. So he's just going to throw it out. That's like, <laughs> the that whole conversation like, yeah, cool. Thanks for letting me try and make the system better. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> Complaining about it. Like, yeah. you can't do this. No dice. Can't we just try as hard Slam as possible? Barbells. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like celebrate. <laughs> yeah. Let me put on a
1: show for the social. <laughs> watch me. Watch someone else do this lift here. Let me jump over the barbell. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Lucas.
0: Perfect. Exactly. Right? Is he a type three? Yeah, he's type three. Oh. He's emo and like. Wait, midwestern emo or is he like? No, he's like. He's just straight, like...
1: Right it's a spring emo? <laughs> American football emo? What type of emo are we talking about? Ah,
0: about? that's tough. It's it's more like <clears throat> Dawson's Creek emo. Oh,
1: wow. Is that a such thing? That sounds
0: like... <laughs> uh. But it, it's like, he's still... Dude, he just puts on a show because that's like he just wants the attention. All right. He's like... He and Jake are like...
1: Texas is the reason?
0: Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like long-lost brothers you know like the the if, and they're almost the exact same emotionally
1: are they yeah see jake always seems maybe because i'm not here like 24 7 with him like you are but like he always seems so composed even though i remember in the summers
0: i think jason's giggling over there
1: discussing <laughs> him doing lifts and him like getting paranoid like just out of nowhere just being like what are you saying about me like yeah, type yeah, of yeah, thing and yeah. it was just like just discuss what you how Dude, you Lucas related. does the same thing. He'll
0: come over if he sees two people talking because he wants to make sure they're not talking about him. Uh-huh. He'll just eavesdrop. Uh-huh. His training partner will talk to me and Lucas will just meander <laughs> over like, what are you guys talking about? Like, go, go away from me. You're I not, want to know. Yeah, you're not part of this.
1: So, am I hearing that type threes, besides being very celebratory, are also paranoid?
0: To a point, yeah. Yeah. But that's also why they're they're, they're so intense because they uh, they're paranoid that if they don't give their best aggressive okay. effort, they're gonna lose out. So they're constantly focused on like, I've gotta go as hard as I can. I have to give this much effort. But then the the downfall that, that's ironic is that outside of they, they see everything compartmentalized. It's like training, I have to go as hard as possible. And then the problem is partying. Typically I'll go as hard as possible or other aspects of life. But then like, you know, good examples, a lot of them recovery wise are not, they're not that.
1: Yeah. They're like i I'll bypass this. Mobility. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, Oh, I don't have to try because the mobility is not about trying. So they struggle with that. It's like,
1: man, how do you set mobility goals?
0: Like, well, that's where Sam was saying he thinks that in, in our programming that we should have meditation periods where I actually prescribe meditation periods. <clears throat> and the problem has been I have mobility programs in their workouts, but I don't have it set like day three warm-up is mobility day one, you know, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. you
1: got to be more prescriptive. Yeah, it got a, a little... More Treat holding. them like type 1s a little bit more. Yeah,
0: exactly. So they they
1: acknowledge that they have to do it. Right. Maybe word it in a way like, hey, you want to be better.
0: Right, right.
1: Gotcha, man. Type 3s are fun, though, to watch. Yeah, they're
0: more fun than the entertainers.
1: Yeah. Type 1s, not so much.
0: Type 1s, it's like, okay, so here's a good example in the, in the throwing world. Ryan Krauser is an absolute type one. I've only met him, you know, I've probably met him a dozen times, but I've never like spent more than 30 minutes around him in a conversation. But just from that time, I know he's a type one. I freaking know he's type one. There's no doubt in my mind. But if you would pull somebody else from the past, someone another shop putter named Adam Nelson who's like a alter ego, crazy, super entertaining guy, guarantee he's a type three. And the problem is the type threes are more attractive to the outside world. So they're more entertaining. They're, they bring more energy. They're, Ryan Krauser is the greatest shot putter of all time. People know who he is because of social media. But probably more people have also seen like Adam Nelson. And he's, you know, he's thrown a meter less than Ryan Krauser only because of his antics. Hey, he was—he was Olympic champion himself, but like.
1: So he was no slouch. Yeah, what? he
0: was a world champ, Olympic champ, but on the this the scale. He was way more fun to watch than Krauser. Now, if you're, a purist, I find Krauser to be the one who's way more fun. But from the growth of the sport, you need the. You need, you need the, the antics. Yeah, you need it.
1: The circus performers. Yeah, right? you have to have that. What would we be without the circus performers? <laughs> yeah,
0: everything would be boring.
1: It would be really boring. Yeah, you know, you could give like put cash on the table, be like, "Get this, all right." Would a type one go for the cash reward, like for the lift, or would they just like? No, almost, they don't care. They would like just they throw do, it. They'd be they, like, "Yeah, whatever." They do
0: not care. What they about absolutely the, what don't about care. What about the type two? They'll do it. Be, yeah, they'll do it. They would rise That's, up. They, they they put everything to the side. All right, I'll deal with it
1: for now. Okay. Yes. And the type three is going to... All in. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is happening. I want yeah. the
0: money. The type ones, it's like... Now, I, the only thing I'll say, I do think the type ones that you'll see in like football, you know, somebody like Nick is a type one, Jan's a type one. Those guys will... Because they're in a team sport, they're still competitive enough as a type one that in a, in a yeah. money situation. They would want it. But in most cases, you're going to, especially in a, in a, in a only, like a, a sport that's a, you know, not a team sport, an individual sport, like the type one's almost never going to deal with it. Do you
1: think type two? They're not
0: motivated, they're not motivated by money. They're motivated by, they're not motivated by money. They're not motivated by, by external things. They're motivated by that process and the reward of the process. Man. So
1: it's like more metacognitive
0: the they're, their whole, they they're, they're like, their whole like existence is essentially like, dude, most philosophers were probably type 1s.
1: That's why you like type 1s, because you want to be a philosopher, and you're like, I can <laughs> learn from you. <laughs> but you're stuck being a type 2. Get the fuck out of here. Well, look how social you are. <laughs> like, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do next? Audience questions. Okay. Got some. Um any good books you recommend on physical training, strength training, besides parabolic periodization?
0: On physical, uh, just strength training. <clears throat>
1: oh yeah, I forgot. Trick. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> bulk <laughs> and physical development. Crazy
1: from... two six, and it's two six written out.
0: Bulk and and physical development from Anthony D'Atella. All right. Is that, the, was that, the that was the second one. one. Yeah, Or the it's blue like, one. I forget
1: when I go it. Yeah, there.
0: it only has like two good chapters compared to the first one. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, the other one would be from Arkady Vorobiev, just like an introduction to weightlifting from like the late 60s. Can you still transfer get that? Of transfer of Training is not a good book for people to read that it's... What is Transfer of Training? Transfer of Training is from Dr. B, and it's just like too confusing. People would read it and be like, what does this even mean?
1: If... When I read that one, I felt like it was a bunch of charts. And it's just, just like, like... It was more like data they had. Yeah. And like, oh, this will will help with this. And it was like... You, I felt like that book could have been one paragraph. Dude, it, If that makes sense. Like, the idea... Like, maybe the title is just so good. Yeah. Like, it, it could work incredibly well as a Twitter, like, post.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've... My from what I've heard, a lot of people who are who speak Russian think that the dude who translated it just completely ruined the entire book.
1: Okay. Well based I,
0: off of the charts.
1: I did not read the Russian yeah text neither, at all. Neither
0: bro. did I. And like people were like, dude, like he did a massive disservice to no. Dr. B. Good.
1: Feel like I should go get my book and just X out that guy's or do some like vandalism to his face, like <laughs> middle school kid. All right, this is a good name. Savage Doritos. <laughs> Savage D. <laughs> How do we become big and fast as a wrestler? Someone like Brock Lesnar is a good
0: example of big and fast. I don't agree with his example. Okay, I would use Stephen Neal hitting a blast double on the Russian in the 99 World Champs. I, I, Dude, a lot of that is... Uh, Plyometric work Absolute strength work uh, Technical coordination work Doing heavy Especially if you're a big wrestler You've got to do heavy cleans You have to Because you're wrestling heavy dudes So Heavy cleans Heavy pulls um, Heavy back squats A lot of like Explosive plyometric work uh, Factored in there Some contrast training also I think those are the best ways to do it Nice man. Savage Doritos Heavy More weight more dates, right? Yes.
1: Wait, that's plates, right?
0: <laughs> uh, is there any more?
1: No, nah, two. We're good there.
0: I I, I think that that whole qu- like that whole question is always like, how do I get more explosive? How do I get bigger and more explosive? Jump. Lift more weights, jump, lift more weights fast, repeat. Jump, and jump, and land. Always remember, everybody. You want to get faster. You want to get bigger. Make sure that you cultivate your power. Peace.
1: Bye-bye.